Welcome to the e-commerce lab by Ecomsi. This is the place for everything related to Amazon's private label and e-commerce. Learn exactly what you need to start or scale your business. Get insights from the top industry experts who will discuss the latest trends and best practices in the world of Amazon. From choosing products and sourcing from a supplier to setting up your Amazon account and marketing your business, you will hear it here. Let's get started. Here is your host, Vincenzo Toscano. Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Commerce Lab by Comsi, the place where everything related to Amazon FBA, private level, and e-commerce. My name is Vincenzo Toscano, founder and CEO of Ecomsi. And today we bring you a very special guest. His name is Gianmarco Melli, and he's an Amazon seller and the founder and host of the Seller Process Podcast, where they teach and actually uh, talk about everything that has to do with Amazon businesses and how you can use systems and process to scale it further. So Gianmarco, it's a pleasure to have you here today. Hey there, my friend. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Vincenzo. It's great to, to be here. I'm looking forward for our conversation. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I, I know when it comes to uh, scaling an Amazon business, uh, always the number one question I bet you also get is how you can actually build a team around that and how you can actually start automating the business because we know that Amazon, uh, it, it has a lot of moving parts. And for sure, when you're getting started, you can get by by doing it yourself. But as, you, as soon as you start scaling, you need to, you know, hire the right VAs in your team, start being the team, start understanding how to delegate uh, the processes and design SOPs. And that's why I think you're the perfect person for that. Um, now, before we jump into that, for sure, uh, as I do with all my guests in the show, I think it is it, very important for me and for the people listening to this episode to learn more about Gianmarco, how you got started into the e-commerce space, and how that brought you to basically where you are right now, yeah? Sure, yeah, sounds good. So basically, um, you know, after university, I I moved to Shanghai. I was initially for a master program, and then kind of I I fell in love with uh, with that. I was supposed nice. to stay just six months, and then I ended up staying there six years. Uh, so <laughs> you know, I started as a as an intern uh, okay. in in China, and then like a year after. I, I arrived, I hired my first intern. So that was kind nice. of a, uh, yeah. a full cool circle. experience, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, it, was a, it was a good experience. So I, I launched a startup that was selling it to the, in the Chinese market. I, I had a, a, co, a Chinese co-founder that was developing the app. Uh, we were, it was basically like a, a grocery store for, for uh, um, food products um, okay. made in uh, Europe or in the U.S., and we were selling in in China. Uh, that company, you know, lasted a couple of years. I did all the mistakes uh, in the book. And I, <laughs> I learned a lot. You know, it was my first. That's the company. best way. The best yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was my first company at 24, so I yeah. really didn't know anything uh, yeah. about doing business. So I learned a lot. It was a great experience. We got investors. We got into an accelerator program. Nice. So it was a it was a very nice experience. And then you know that's where I started learning about Amazon. You know, in mm -hmm. my during my lunchtime, I was watching videos on YouTube <laughs> on how to how to sell on Amazon. And then yeah. you know because I I knew a little bit of Chinese and I was in China. Okay. I was living in Shanghai. So I started approaching factories and you know very wow. very shortly. I, I launched my first product 
And uh, from there, basically, I'm still doing that. You know, it's been uh, five years now that I'm selling on Amazon still with the same brand. I changed different products over time. um, Okay. Uh, but now you know um uh we are doing over seven figures uh nice. it's uh, it's going very well um and we expanded it with um you know this uh podcast seller process where i do uh consulting uh for for brands and uh, other okay. sellers and um creating like di- different digital products we have sops systems uh, hiring process yeah. and so on so this is my story so wow, far amazing amazing journey and congrats on what you have achieved so far by the way um i think i mean what i love about your story and i think for sure you, you will agree with me that this helped you a lot is that when you started doing your Amazon business, you were in China. And I think the reason why I think this is very important is because you were basically on the ground when everything happens in terms of the manufacturing lines. You could have that one-to-one communication that the reality is that most Amazon sellers don't have that opportunity, you know? And I guess you learn everything inside out in, in terms of how to negotiate and things like that. And and, and I bet that helped you a lot, right? And, and you learn a lot from that process, yeah. In a way, in a way, yes. I would say it's not like super critical, uh, to okay. be honest, because obviously there are like super big yeah, sellers sure. who never been uh, in, yeah, China, China. <laughs> in their yeah. life, right? Yeah, so yeah. it is totally possible without that. I would say there is a little bit of advantage uh, in terms of, communication I, okay. I, w- I would say maybe i have a little bit of uh, better understanding of how chinese uh, think and yeah. so i can approach them even you know negotiation just and all of yeah, that yeah. even as simply as you know writing them a few words mm-hmm. in chinese it, it, i still i still speak with them in english because I, okay. I, i'm not that fluent in chinese okay. but even just approaching them a little bit with chinese and telling them things that i know about china uh, yeah, it kind of make mm. it kind of builds up rapport faster, right? So yeah. they kind of trust you more because I just tell them that I I was living in Shanghai and we were talking about Shanghai and things like that. But so okay. it, I would say it's more like a benefit in terms of relationship, but not like a real business benefit. Okay, that's very good to know. Uh, now you mentioned also something uh, do, uh, when you were giving us your journey that you you reached a point that basically you need to take the decision around you know creating your team processes and all of that. And I would like to actually use this as an opportunity so we can start digging a little bit further on today's topic, which is actually how we start around building a team. I mean, we know a lot of people talk about you know you need to find BS to maybe help you with a daily. A task, a things to have to do that take a lot of time from you and you need to actually be working on the business right in the business. And I would like to hear what is your take and when you actually felt during your journey that was the right moment to take that step uh, and proceed to making your own team around that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, lots of different topics that we can cover around that that yeah. question. So uh, what I can, you know, I can distill it into into a framework that I, I sure. also, you know, share with people uh, during my coaching sessions. So uh, I basically created a framework that it's a, it's a four step framework to okay. systemize the business. So uh, basically, the, the first step is to do time tracking and task tracking. What I mean by that is to understand how do you spend your time. Okay, yeah. because eventually the the final result that we want to achieve is to free up your time from mm-hmm. the operational tasks, from the day-to-day tasks, and focus more of your time into the strategic 
kind of work okay yeah. so because you as a as a ceo or a, or a business owner you are better off you know working on on your business instead of in, in the operations yeah. of, of the business right so first of all you understand what is that you are doing how are you spending your time what are the things you are you're busy with and then you start you know kind of categorizing those those items Mm -hmm. And uh, and then you can you can uh, assign to each of them uh, labels like uh, the the three the three that I you know we work with is is uh, I call it Edo uh, E stands for eliminate D for okay. delegate and O for out outsource so okay. um, basically um, what you do is that you you can find tasks that can be eliminated at all like if if they're not if nobody needs to do that, you should not do it, right? Mm -hmm. So there, there is opportunity to eliminate something, to streamline uh, processes, okay? Uh, many times, you know, you cannot de de eliminate the whole thing, but just part of it, like a, like a, some steps of, the, of, a, of a process might be yeah. redundant and not needed, mm -hmm. right? So you eliminate that. Some you can, you can uh, uh, delegate, some you can delegate, uh, so we will we'll go there in, in a second. And other you can uh, optimize. Sorry, maybe I, before I said outsource, I meant yeah. optimize. Optimize, so okay. Eliminate, delegate, optimize. So what, what you cannot eliminate and you cannot delegate to other people, you can mm -hmm. optimize. You can, you can make them more make it efficient. Faster. Yeah. faster, more efficient, or, or uh, kind of partially automate that, the, those mm -hmm. things, you know, through... Uh, AI tools and or sound. tools, right? Um, so then the third step is to capture systems and creating SOPs, right? So in order for for the next the, the next step will be hiring and delegating. So before to, we do that, we, before we can hire and delegate stuff, we need to create the systems and and the procedures, right? So that's the step where we uh, once we know what what we want to delegate and what we want to optimize, then we need to create the systems and the SOPs. And then the fourth the fourth step will be to hire the uh, VAs or or help or uh, team members of uh, freelancers. Mm -hmm. uh, and and delegate those tasks that we in the in the previous phase we identified right so basically i suggest people to go through this process uh, as many times as possible so basically mm -hmm. in every cycle i usually do it like every quarter every mm -hmm. quarter you analyze your time identify what you want to delegate what you can optimize what can you eliminate and mm -hmm. basically Every quarter, you are going to delegate a few things. You're going to optimize a few things and you're going to eliminate a few things. After yeah. a year of, of running through this cycle, you will have hired maybe a few people. You will mm -hmm. have already uh, delegated part of, of, of the Basically operation. a machine. You, you give an input and it's done. Yeah. That's exactly it. exactly so so it's it's a it's a running process obviously there it's not it's something that happens over time it's not yeah it's not, there is not a a quick solution to this yeah if you want to if you want to remove yourself up out of the operations you need to reiterate go go through this through this cycle yeah okay? so that's that's the way like every okay. every big company becomes big uh, but yeah. in the beginning, they were just, you know, the, the owner was doing everything. Even we, yeah. we have uh, famous pictures of Jeff Bezos in his yeah. garage, you know, working. Doing at, everything. Yeah. Uh, doing everything, right? And then, yeah. then they are now like, I don't know, 20,000 people. I, yeah, I'm not yeah. sure how many, but yeah. yeah. 
for sure. It, yeah, I totally agree with you. And, and I think it's important we put emphasis into this because I feel when as soon as you give it, tell somebody as, a, as an advice that they need to start outsourcing or delegating and doing systems and everything, the thing is a one-time thing. You do it once and from one week to another, you, you are not anymore in the business. And it's not like that. It's something that you need to do one business unit at a time you, and, and you do it slowly because the only mistake I have seen is that sometimes people is actually able to do it one over one month period they delegate everything but the issue is that when you delegate a lot of times and I, and I bet you agree with me at the beginning there is the learning curve of understanding how to do the communication perfecting those SOPs things like that so I, I totally agree it's something that takes time and it's not a one-time thing and you forget about that yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah so so people should go through this process over and over and uh, after sometimes they will find themselves to have less in their plate that's the For goal sure. now uh, we also talk about delegation right and and when we talk about delegation this clearly means uh, start finding people to add to your company and team so they can help you with these extra tasks you start identifying and a lot of people here is when they start panicking and getting confused because uh, they don't know what are the reliable uh, sources of them of finding the workforce right because there are so many places you can find people to to join um, your your business right so i would like to ask you what is right now, will you say, your strategy around this? And if you can share some tips around how somebody can get started in terms of doing the first step and start, uh, you know, hiring people, uh, what we call VAs for your business. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. So uh, first step is, uh, like we mentioned before, is to identify what, what you need to delegate, what you want to delegate. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, I have a, a few ways to guide people on on what they should delegate because that that's kind of a, one of the first kind of problems people have yeah. like where where do i start like what do i delegate first okay so uh, one way so i i can suggest a few ways on on how to identify what to delegate first so uh, one of them it's um it's based on um priority in in terms of like how much time um how much time uh, this the, the task it's taking you and okay. the, the frequency of that task happening. So, okay. uh, for example, if there are tasks that happen very frequently and they are taking you a lot of time, so you, you spend hours of your time mm -hmm. uh, several times a week. Yeah. So that's that's one of those tasks that you should consider delegating because it's taking a lot of your time. So it's going to be a, a big win if you are able to take it, away. Uh, yeah. uh, take it uh, out of your of your plate, right? So one thing I, I could think about this is, for example, PPC management. This mm -hmm. is something that you need to do all the time, a know, lot. like continuously <laughs> and it takes Daily you hours, right? Yeah. So it, it could be like a good thing to to outsource, for example, right? To, to an agency or to a VA or a freelancer. Uh, another thing can be design. You know, people might mm -hmm. be busy with designing lots of stuff. And, and that's something that you, you should take out off of your plate immediately. Unless you're a designer, you know, if you're yeah. if, if you love your, it. your main and you thing. Like it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If that's your main thing, maybe you should then outsource, you know, um, selling on Amazon, like doing the other things. The right? operations. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Or if you're like a, a math genius and you really love <laughs> reports and spreadsheets, and, uh, yeah, yeah. You, you do PPC by yourself, but then uh, you outsource the other thing. So you, you need to uh, kind of uh, make a balance of 
this decision also with like what you're good at okay and and that's that's another way that to to identify what to delegate like ask yourself uh, what you're not good at what you don't yeah. you do not enjoy doing those could be some of the first things that you can outsource and then like for example another uh, way to understand that is is to delegating uh, first the low value tasks so everything that wherever you find yourself not adding so much value to it so let's just delegate that like uh, for example creating shipping plans or um uploading the pictures or or copy pasting you know the yeah. the the text saying the bullet points you know whatever yeah. all all these like very simple things that anybody can do it you mm -hmm. should not be doing those kind of things just delegate that to a ba okay, okay. so that that's that's how to identify what to delegate then how we start to find these people mm -hmm. there are several there are several websites there are several ways to do it um usually what people do is to just focus on one source Okay. But they many times they don't understand that uh, hiring it's a it's a numbers game. So yeah. you want to have as many applications as possible. You want to you want to get as many people uh, as possible. You want to evaluate as many as possible yeah. so that to have a you point can, of comparison, basically. Yeah. Exactly, you can compare mm -hmm. many, and mm -hmm. then you can you can pick the you can be very very picky. Okay, mm -hmm. so you must you must force yourself to be very picky. If you if you only have one or two options, it's just yeah. a dilemma. It's, it's a gamble. It's a gamble. Exactly yeah. right. Uh, but instead, if you have hundred applications, then okay, you can yeah. be super picky. You say, okay, this guy has this little thing. Yeah. Just okay. drop it off, right? Uh, so so that that's where it comes useful using a, a system instead of like the manual way. So I, I call it. Uh, what people do right now, I call it the old manual way. So they, yeah. they just do everything manually through these mm -hmm. websites um, and ju just gather information by emails and, and things like that. But uh, a, a system, uh, like a, a proper database with a structure that collects data of these applicants, it's something that steps up your, your hiring game a lot and, and it, it will basically improve everything uh, okay. to to identify the, the right the right people yeah so um just to give you uh just to be more like practical and give you like a few names uh what i where i look for uh vas is uh onlinejobs.ph okay. mm -hmm. uh, that's one of them uh, of the main ones uh and then like facebook groups and linkedin groups there are mm -hmm. lots of, you know, if you, if you just search virtual assistant or, or social media manager, whatever, yeah. designers, whatever you're looking for. Or you can just make like, a post, like I need a VA and you're going to get hundreds of requests. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Depends what kind of, uh, yeah, of, yeah. of uh, profiles you're looking for. Yeah. But yeah, there are lots of also groups as well on Facebook, LinkedIn. Uh, there is in, Indeed, there is a, um, a free app. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, Upwork as well. So okay. what I do is to basically post my job posting in all mm -hmm. these places. And actually, I, I went a step further. So I trained a VA with my hiring process. And now my mm -hmm. VA, it's helping me hiring VAs. <laughs> I see. So yeah. that's, the, that's kind of a little step The further, next level. But, <laughs> yeah, but uh, because, because this is still something uh, that it, it requires a lot of time. And it, yeah. it's, a key, it's a key component of every business hiring. It's, it's something that even big companies, you know, sometimes the, the CEO still is the one involved in the final decision. 
uh, even, even in very, very large companies, because yeah. they know, they understand that hiring somebody, it's, it's, it's key. It's important. Because it, yeah, it's, it's especially in the beginning. Uh, yeah. When when you're it's just just you and somebody else, you know. Uh, okay. It, it's gonna be critical. Okay. Um. And this one, uh, just to give also some clarity, uh, you mentioned that usually you advise to kind of design a system around integrating all this information, and from there, I guess having a betting system to then reach, I guess, the final phase where you have maybe five, ten applicants, and there's that's where most likely you jump in and have calls with them, I guess, right? Yeah, so uh, everything is based on, on a skill test. Uh, I mean, okay. the, the main thing that will, will allow you to identify the right candidate is a skill test. I so see. basically, uh, what we do is, uh, is that we have a, a system mm -hmm. that basically pulls the information from, uh, from a form. Uh, okay. of the, so the applicants basically fill out a form and mm -hmm. then so we receive in our database all the, the information of these people very nicely uh, put there, you know, so it's easy to, to compare everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, so then out of these applications, we, we select the best profiles and we send them a skill test. Everything is done automatically with just a button click. Nice. Uh, people receive in mass uh, like tens they, of they, they, they dozens steps, of... Yeah. Yeah, dozens yeah. of people receive in, in one click uh, all these uh, skill tests. And basically, the, the skill test, it's, it's just a, a test, right? So like it's a document that with questions that, you know, the applicant will need to, will need to answer. And uh, th those will typically be the, um, like a, a sample of, uh, of the job that they will be doing if they will I be see. hired, right? So for okay. example, if you're, if you're looking for a, for a designer, you, you ask them, uh, please make uh, uh, an Instagram uh, picture Post. for yeah. this thing with, with this um, requirement and so on and uh, create a product image for, with this requirement and so on. OK, so so then that, that's that's the critical piece people are missing. Uh, most testing. people, they, they just yeah, exactly. They don't do any testing, so they don't know how that person is going to to be right so they don't mm -hmm. know if they're skilled or not you know uh, most of people who are looking for jobs you know they're very skilled at doing the the interviews or or uh, mm -hmm. showing you in cvs that they are wonderful <laughs> people but in the Why? end you know, it's just a bluff, times, it's a bluff. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> exactly uh, so this is going to tell you a lot. Yeah, really, this is a uh, critical. Once you see the skill test, the results of the skill test, you will you already know like ninety percent that this that person it's a good fit or not. So this yeah. is critical. And I guess that's where your other VA comes in and have a criteria of what is the score they need to have or, or, or the quality. So then they go into the next phase, right? Exactly. So for each phase, there is a score. So nice there is thing. the pre the pre screening. You know, they just look at the at the at the CV and judge. You know, if if that person has the right background, mm -hmm. okay. So and give a, a score. Then these people receive the skill test, and then we give a score to the skill test. Interesting. Then the best people who get who uh, give us the best skill test and also with the best background. It's it's a balance of that, right? Uh, they go to the interview phase and during the interview we have you know like all the questions that we ask them and then again we give a score to these people based on how they answer these questions and another another key point of of interviews is that 
first of all, so there are two points that most people don't do. So first of all, we do uh, text-based interviews. So the, okay. our interviews are, are on, on WhatsApp or WeChat, um, okay? So okay. it's text-based because okay. that's the reason uh, we do that is because, uh, first of all, the answers stays there and we, mm -hmm. we can look at them uh, multiple times after that. Yeah. And also... Um, this way we can really ask exactly the same questions all the time with different people so we can really compare what this what person a mm. replied what person and B articulate replied. the answers and exactly everything. yeah mm -hmm. and then yeah so this we, we found that this is uh this is much better also because uh it, it another reason why we do that is that um it takes out the um, the possible bias we could have by seeing the person yeah sometimes um, happen. just because it's friendly or you have something exactly. that connect, uh, it, it exactly. doesn't relate to the actual task itself yeah exactly yeah. right right so yeah uh sometimes you you might prefer somebody who is smiley and friendly yeah, yeah. and happy you know <laughs> but doesn't do the job <laughs> doesn't do the job you're right <laughs> yeah, yeah but uh but maybe many times many times uh the the more more shy people who are not many yeah, the maybe they don't have like the best english so yeah. you will kind of judge them badly but maybe they're perfect because they they just need to do copy paste stuff and they don't need and sometimes to people english. is introvert they don't really like exactly. to talk but they know what they're doing so you know, they, they're yeah. not good with with the camera you know they, yeah. they just are shy they, they... Yeah. so we found that uh text-based interviews are are the best and the, the second point I was saying, which I actually already mentioned, is the is the the keeping the questions the same. So this is another thing, you know. Usually people interview different candidates and they ask mm -hmm. different questions, you know. Yeah. But and then how can they compare them? <laughs> so they they kind of finish the, the the last interview and they say, oh damn, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean. I asked different questions to different people. So now you cannot compare them. So you just wasted time interviewing people. For sure. Um, so, and, yeah. and I think another thing that I feel is very important, and maybe you can give us a, a little bit of insight so we can start concluding today's episode, is around the fact that when you go about hiring, uh, what is your point of view on the fact that I guess you should have some basic understanding of the actual task you want to outsource? Because sometimes I also see the mistake that somebody wants to outsource something because they don't have a clue about how to do it. But then how you can actually judge if you're hiring the right people if you don't know how the task is done. So what is your point of view on that and how you get around that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a it's a great point. And yeah. uh, so I would say to, to, to begin with, um, it's going to be already challenging enough to start delegating and hiring. So you, you should not start with delegating something that you don't know what it is. Mm. Right. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah. in your, in your career of, as, as an entrepreneur, you know, your first hires should be based on things that you know really well. Okay. okay. So you just transfer your knowledge to this person. To buy you time basically. Yeah, exactly. So you get more time so that you as the entrepreneur, the business owner can do the, the higher level stuff. Mm -hmm. OK, mm -hmm. so start with that after you you learn the the and master the the process of hiring, because that's very hard. And also the process of delegating, the process of um, motivating people and keeping them happy inside the company. After you, you master all that, then you can start going like a next level and start hiring like professional who who will you know take over 
parts of the business which you don't know anything about. Okay. Yeah. So that's gonna be. I, I would say that's that's a second step. And how how you do it that that way? It's basically um, asking them to create for you the the processes. Okay? okay. So when you onboard these people, you need to yeah. Some some of the first task will be to create the planning, create the action the action plan, and uh, and the uh, give you you know what what will be tell you what will be the metrics that will follow the KPIs and so on. Yeah. So um, that that's kind of a, a second step, uh, definitely uh, possible. And at some point, everybody needs to do that. But I would suggest to start with uh, what you are familiar with and, and transfer that to to Very your nice. first hires. That's great. Yeah, I, I totally get I, I wanted to point this out because I know sometimes people think that you should start delegating also things that you don't know. And I see that mistake so many times. People just hire because they, they want to have the illusion that they're actually going to solve the problem by just bringing somebody. But then you don't need, if you don't know how to actually do it, it most of the time you're going to hire the wrong person. Then it becomes worse and worse and worse. So I think it's, it's important. Yeah, it's true. Also, it, also, you know, uh, just just to conclude that, uh, you know, as an entrepreneur, I think you need to be uh, like a generalist. So, yeah. you know, you need to learn as you go with your with with your new hire, right? So, if yeah. you don't know about that topic, you must at least know the basics. The basics. You must know least. the basics, right? Yeah. So, so you need to train yourself, and then so that you can at least have a conversation with, with, the uh, with your with that person. Yeah. That's awesome, John Marcus. So yeah, I think we discussed a lot of useful insights. I'm pretty sure that this year in 2023, when people are looking to scale and, and, and making a team, this episode is going to be very helpful for them. So thank you for that. And I'm sure we're going to do many more episodes in the future. I mean, this, this is a topic that we can make so many episodes. They have so many, so many ramifications, but it's great to have this first iteration. And um, before we conclude uh, today's episode, for sure, I want to give you a couple of minutes so you know you can give us a little bit of information around how people can get in touch with you and also get a, get information around the seller process which actually help you with everything we've been talking so far yeah 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 for sure yeah thank you for that so um you can simply find my find me on on linkedin i'm very active there you you if you would like to Add me on LinkedIn, uh, Gianmarco Melli. You'll find it how it how it is spelled somewhere in, in here, and then you you can find you know the podcast at thesellerprocess.com. Uh, you can see we we have uh, episodes going out every week, and uh, you will see a mentoring session in the website where I you know help people. Uh, systemizing their business and creating SOPs and uh, helping them scale. So if you're interested in getting my help, uh, I do one-to-one -one coaching with, awesome. with sellers and brands. And yeah, Very if you're nice. interested in the in the hiring system, you can find it in uh, uh, thesellerprocess.com slash hiring system. And uh, you will see, you know, the, 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 the database, the system, the automated system that I just um, okay. talked about. Uh, you guys can uh, um, can get it and try it. Awesome. Yeah, I'm going to make sure to put the, the link down in the description so people can find it. So thank you very much, Gianmarco. It's been a pleasure. I'm looking forward to have you in the next episode. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you, Vincenzo. Bye-bye. See ya. Thanks for listening to The E-Commerce Lab by EcomC. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you are at it, we would appreciate it if you could leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. That will make it easier for others to find out about the show and benefit from it. Want more? 
visit our website at www.ecomc.com where you can get your first consultation for free. Or find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at ecomc.com.